off yet. Don't start it. All right, take your Bibles and go to Judges chapter 3. <laughs> Judges chapter 3. I was telling Jesse the other day, the Lord gave me a revelation, and uh, she's like, well, what is it? So I took her to the back of Revelation, and I said, see, Revelation 22, that must mean that he is coming back in 2022. And uh, my book comes out next week. And, uh, <laughs> but no, but wouldn't it be good if Jesus Christ came back in 2022? We get to see our Savior. Uh, that would be an exciting time. Judges chapter 3. And um, tonight, if you don't get anything else from this message, it's this. That you need the Word of God. You need the Bible. Uh, that, that's the, the one thing you want to get through the next year. Um, you're going to need God's words. And in Judges chapter 3, and uh, for sake of time, we'll go uh, skip a few verses here. Um, verse number 11, it says, And the land had rest forty years. And Othniel the son of Kenaz died. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And, and the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered unto them the children of Ammon and Amalek, and went and smote Israel, and possessed the city of palm trees. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, eighteen years. But the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, Benjaminite, a man left-handed, and by him the children of Israel sent a present, unto Eglon, the king of Moab. But Ehud made him a dagger which had two edges of a cubit length, and he did gird it under his raiment and upon his right thigh. And he brought the present unto Eglon, the king of Moab, and Eglon was a very fat man. In verse number 20, it says, And Ehud came unto him, and he was sitting in a summer parlor, which he had for himself alone. And Ehud said, I have a message from God unto thee. And he arose out of his seat. And verse number uh, 21, And Ehud put forth his left hand and took the dagger from his right thigh and thrust it into his belly, and the haft also went in after the blade, and the fat closed upon the blade so that he could not draw the dagger out of his belly, and the dirt came out. And that's what I want to uh, point to you tonight, that the, the Word of God, when it gets in, into you, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the day, Lord. I just thank you for the, this time of year, Lord, that we've made it through. Lord, I just pray that you just uh, guard my lips, Lord, and, and speak through me. Get me out of the way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, the Word of God. In Judges, Judges chapter 3, um, you, there, there's uh, Eglon. You have Eglon as a type of the flesh. And... Um, I've noticed since Thanksgiving, I've gained about 10 pounds, and it says that Eglon was a very fat man, and I can relate to Eglon, that I feel, <laughs> I feel like a very, very fat man sometimes. But uh, Eglon's a type of the flesh because, you see, um, Israel, they were told um, by God, by the words of God, that they were to only serve him, and uh, if you didn't, then he was going to send judgment, judgment upon them, and... 
what Israel did is they had a cycle in the book of Judges. They would, um, they would be serving God, and one of the judges would die, and they would get back into worshiping false idols and false gods, and God would send judgment upon them. And then they would get tired of that judgment. And then after that judgment, they, God would raise up a deliverer. He'd raise up a judge. And after that, they, um, he would deliver them from uh, that captivity that they were in. And it, and it seemed like it was a cycle. And it said in the book of Judges that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. In society today, you have men that love to do right in their own eyes. You have men that have an opinion. Every, you, you look at social media, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an idea and a philosophy, but it's really important what this book says. It doesn't matter what, what everyone else says. Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You see that there was Ehud, the deliverer, then you had the dagger that he made that represents the Word of God. And when the Word of God goes in, the dirt comes out. The dirt comes out. Um, that dirt uh, in this passage of Scripture, um, for sake of being gross, was just um, excrements and, and fecal matter that came out of Eglon when he put the sword in there. And uh, there's, some, there's some dirt that we have sometimes, and the only thing that's going to get that out is the Word of God. Three things that the Word of God will do in your life. Number one, the Word of God will correct you. The Word of God will correct you. Verse number 14 it says, so the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. That's a long time to serve that king. And um, it, result, it, the, it started from a sinful action. They started serving other gods, led to a strengthened adversary. Every time you, you decide you want to sin and do wrong, your adversary is going to get strengthened. In this case, for this type uh, if you, you decide you want to do something in the flesh and, and decide, decide you want to yield to the members of your flesh, your flesh is going to get strengthened. And uh, so they, they ended up serving Eglon 18 years. They finally uh, got tired of, of the condition that they were in. And uh, maybe we found ourselves this year serving Eglon a little bit too long. Um, sinful action, strengthened adversary. They served Eglon for 18 years. And... Um, there was a correction. They were serving Eglon. And the Word of God, and it's not a bad thing that, that the Bible corrects you. It's not a bad thing. You look at King David and uh, what he did with Bathsheba, ended up killing Uriah the Hittite. And uh, uh, Nathan got word from God, and he went to him and he told David, hey, you know, a rich man had some sheep, and he wanted this poor man's sheep, and, and, and so he took it, and David got all upset and said that man deserves to die. He deserves to be uh, punished fourfold, I believe it said. And then Nathan said, thou art the man. He said, thou art the man. He got corrected. He got corrected in his steps. And you know what? It didn't, it didn't kill David. It helped David. That correction was meant to, to be a, a guide for David. And although he, he might have uh, suffered from that a little bit, he, he, he reaped the consequences of that for sure. But that correction ultimately made David a man after God's own heart. You know what he said? You know what? I've sinned against God. And he repented. And uh, he, got, he got that corrected. You think of Jonah, what God did with Jonah. Uh, he decided, you know what? I'm not going to go to Nineveh. 
I'm not going to go and, and do what you told me to do. And God sends a storm to correct him, get him on the right path. Word of God will correct you. I remember um, there, a long time ago, I was, uh, I think we were at Trina Back's house. We were playing Frisbee with a glow-in-the-dark Frisbee. And the fence post in the backyard didn't glow in the dark. <laughs> and so I, I ran full speed chasing a Frisbee right into that fence post. And, uh, you know, ironically, it was a whammo Frisbee, and it lived up to its name. But, uh, but no, I, I think of when we're, uh, when we're corrected by God, sometimes we find ourselves going into a dark place in our lives, and all of a sudden it just feels like you just hit something dead on, and that's the Word of God. And if you're, if you're in the Word of God, and He'll show you things while you're, while you're reading and while you're meditating on, on the Scriptures. The second thing the Word of God does is it cleanses you. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Uh, there was a little bit of a process here that led to this cleansing. There was a heard prayer. In verse number 15 it says, But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer. Israel was sick of the way that they were, they, the condition that they were in. Um, and the Lord heard them. Thank God that the Lord was gracious and merciful. Um, there was a, a held product, which was the dagger in verse number 16. It was in a hidden place. We talked about, I will hide my words, hide thy words in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It says that he, he took that dagger and he hid it on his, he was a, he's left-handed, so he put it on his right side. He hit, he, it says he girded the uh, dagger. And you've got to hide the word in your heart if you want the dirt to come out. Because in verse 22, it did say, and the dirt came out. Um, in verse number uh, 19, it says in the last part of that verse, all right, five, I have five minutes, right? All right, perfect. All right. It says, and all them that stood by him went out from him. There was no one else there. It says um, in verse number 23, uh, 23, then Ehud went forth through the porch and shut the doors of the parlor upon them and locked them. You know what that tells me is you have to, it has to be directly addressed and you have to be alone when you do it. It's not, it's not me and, and, and so-and-so. It's not me and my wife. It's not me and my parents. It's not me and my church. It's just me that needs to get alone with God and get that dagger, the Word of God, in your heart and it has to go deep enough to penetrate the heart and get that dirt out. The Bible says that the, the, uh, hat, the uh, fat closed upon the blade so the blade cannot draw the dagger out of his belly. Sometimes we just like to poke around with, uh, with the Word of God and we, we cut ourselves sometimes. And, you know, it might help us a little bit. It might be like the, the seed that was sown um, on, you know, stony or, or thorny ground. It came up for a little bit and then the thorns choked it out. But that has to go all the way in. And penetrate the heart. It was directly addressed. It was alone. It says, then Ehud went forth. He didn't stay there. You don't, you don't dwell on, on your past at all. Amen, you don't dwell there. You go forth. You lock the doors. And you don't think about it anymore. And don't let the devil uh, control your thoughts. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The Bible says in Ephesians 5.26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it, the church, with the washing and water by the word. 2 Corinthians 7.1, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh 
and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In John chapter 15, verse 3, it says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus Christ said, Lo, I behold, I come in the volume of a book. You want to find Jesus Christ, it's going to be right here in the pages of this book. And the last thing that the Word of God will do is comfort you. If you look here at, let's see here, verse number 27, it says that he blew a trumpet. And then in verse number 30, it says, And the land had rest four score years. And that Word of God, although it can correct you, and that's a good thing that it does, it'll cleanse you. But the, one of my favorite things that the Word of God does is it comforts me. Romans 15, 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Uh, David said in Psalms 119, Remember the, the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort. In my affliction, thy word hath quickened me. You have the words of God. And I'll close with this. My grandma, um, a few years back, she was in her garden and, and doing some stuff. And all of a sudden, she got really uh, dizzy. And everything started spinning around, um, according to what she was saying. And so there was this pole in the garden. And she grabbed that pole. And she started to just walk around the pole. And my, my aunt came out there and saw her walking around that pole. And uh, thought she was psycho. And... You know, and, and, you know, anyone that saw it probably was, but, you know, that, I was thinking about that, and that pole was the only thing that was stable for my grandma. Yeah. She saw that pole, she started to spin around that thing, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about that with the Christian life, is, is things might be going crazy, and you don't know up from down, and you have a cross you could cling to, and you could turn around and spin on that cross all you want, but uh, it's the Word of God that's going to comfort you, and that's what you need going forward in 2022 if you're going to make it through.